This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Jeremy Naylor. On the pod today, we're discussing the FTSE Techmark Indices, which has as its benchmark the FTSE Techmark 100. What is it? Why was it formulated? And why it should be considered by investors and traders alike? Well, joining me around the table to discuss this relatively new market is Alex De Groot from De Groot Consulting and Chris Beecham, IG's Chief Market Analyst. Alex, to you first, as a tech specialist, uh, when was it launched and what was its role? So the index was launched in 1997, and that comes two years after the formation of AIM, which is the UK's junior market. And both of those developments in tandem were intended to capture the changing economic dynamics beneath our stock markets, namely the rapid growth in tech and the desire that investors were gaining to have exposure uh, to those tech companies. So it's been in situ for almost 20 years um, and its development should be seen in parallel with other uh, market developments, namely the growth in NASDAQ and the interest investors have in tech. Chris, how does this market dovetail with the traditional FTSE indices that we all know and love? Uh, because there are several overlaps in terms of, of companies included, I understand. Mm, there are a few that crop up in both, and odd names like AstraZeneca, I suppose you might not immediately think of it as a company that belongs in an index with tech as a main focus. But um, because of the nature of the FTSE 100, which is essentially, if you like, a, a banking and mining and oil index with a few supermarkets, etc., thrown in just for variety's sake, I think the tech mark provides you with a degree of diversification um, for companies that are focused on R&D and are focusing on pushing forward with new technology. And thus, you get perhaps a different element when investing with it. So you're not subject to the whims of the global economy. You're not quite subject to Chinese monetary policy, mining prices, commodity prices, this kind of thing. And that, I think, is an important advantage for investors. You mentioned some of the subsectors within the FTSE 100 traditional uh, market. What about the subsectors within the tech market? Because my understanding is tech stocks are, are fairly broadly based. I mean, I'm looking here, biotech amongst others? Well, exactly. And I think it does pay to take a much more broad view of tech as a, as a sector rather than, say, the Nasdaq, which I think is everyone's classic idea of tech. You've got Apple, you've got sort of chip makers in there. That same thing doesn't really apply because of the nature of the UK. And it has to do a more eclectic selection of, of sectors, really, um, from the likes of biotech, likes of pharmaceuticals, even defence, of course. It, it does provide a much broader base than perhaps just people might think from just looking at a tech index. Alex, over the 20 years you've been in the business and covering the uh, overall lifespan so far of the, uh, the FTSE tech mark, how has the index changed? Because my recollection, going back to the dot-com boom, it was a very different-looking index than it is today, as Chris was saying, with the likes of Cobham and, and GlaxoSmithKline in there. That's right. Over time, what we've seen is that the index has become comprised of companies that, let's say, apply technology or apply research and development than companies which are necessarily solely tech-oriented. And that's why we have the broad base of companies that we have today. For the benefit of listeners, in the early noughties, we did have post-dot-com boom. We did have a glut of tech companies. But over a period of time, many of those have been picked off or in some cases have failed. And so the nature of the index has changed and we haven't really had the mega cap IPOs in the space which would have buttressed the sector in terms of value. And as I indicated earlier, where we have had IPOs, they've tended to be on the junior market and therefore not captured on the main market 
or on the tech market. So changing composition, but actually let's let's not forget that the index itself has performed very well in the last two to three years. Well, let's pick up on that point and ask you the question about how it's performed against the FTSE 100 um, in terms of returns, price to earnings, and so forth. What are the comparable figures So with a, with a five-year rear-view mirror, which is probably a reasonable time horizon, we can see that all indices are up, but that the tech mark is up markedly and has had a much better performance uh, than either the FTSE 100 or the AIM index, which are probably its two most relevant benchmarks. So the the, um, the tech mark would be up just under 50% over the last five years, which is material capital return. Chris, in terms of the tech mark performance and extreme volatility, I mean, uh, thankfully haven't had too much volatility, but in terms of, uh, in times of volatile markets, uh, does the tech mark tend to be more volatile or is there not much comparison? I think it does have a, a greater degree of volatility. But again, because of the, the names in it, you might not see the volatility you might expect because when people talk, talk about higher growth rates and higher returns, the immediate um, or the immediate thing that comes to my mind is how do you, what's the journey like in, in getting there, really? You can talk about 50% return, but if it's a, a remarkable amount of volatility, that can put people off. But you haven't seen it, certainly with the Tema 100, I think, to the same degree that you would have done with, say, the likes of, of course, AIM. Um, and so you are perhaps, not I'm saying getting the, the extra gains without the volatility, but you're, you're probably getting a reduced amount of volatility than perhaps you might immediately think of when you're dealing with these kind of companies. Alex, what sort of companies, as a, as a tech specialist, are you looking at in this space around the, the tech mark series of indices? So what stocks should we be watching and, and what's happening at the moment? So there's a lot of deal flow in the space right now and we can talk to two constituents which just this week are at the focus of, of M&A, which investors should be aware of. KCOM, also known as uh, Kingston Communications, which was a, a real dot-com hero, has fallen on harder times, but just in the last day or two has been subject to a recommended bid um, at a material premium to the prevailing share price. So that's KCOM. Um, and again, um, in Marsat, uh, in the satellite space, an allied, an allied play to Techmark, likewise subject to a, uh, a competitive auction now from private equity. So we are seeing significant interest from private equity players in what we might call infrastructure assets within the tech space. And I don't see that trend ending anytime soon. And so one of the reasons why we could be optimistic about the outlook for Techmark and some of its constituents is that we are seeing a lot of bid activity, and bid activity which is taking place at 30-40% premiums to the trailing share prices. Some of the smaller companies in the FTSE Techmark 100 may be unknown to a lot of people because I was looking down the list, and in fact the smaller cap companies are, um, they're quite niche niche market. How easy is it for the FTSE 100 to be replenished in these sort of times of FTSE Techmark 100 companies when they do either go to the wall or in fact they come out with a, a deal which takes them off off market um, is it easy for the uh, for those companies to be uh, replaced well uh, from within the FTSE 350 we do have uh, a growing cohort of companies that have a tech component or have an e-commerce component I'm thinking about the likes of Just Eat for example and these companies have IPO'd in recent years so therefore they are on the list to replace those that get taken over or fall by the wayside however I would go back to the original point which is that we have this parallel market, AIM, which is probably a better source of inventory of small cap tech stocks. So the investor needs to be aware that the tech mark candidates will be drawn from a broad base of R&D or tech facing categories, not just pure play tech. So be aware of that. And, and of course, we've seen uh, the inclusion of the likes of Astra 
and GSK, which I don't think anybody would define as tech, but which have at their heart a lot of R&D. So in answer to your question, Jeremy, lots of candidates. Uh, the cupboard is well stocked, and I would expect fairly high turnover in the coming months. Okay. All right. We'll have to leave it there. But thank you indeed for joining us. Um, Alex De Groot from De Groot Consulting and Chris Beecham, IG's Chief Market Analyst. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.